Welcome to Through AAA Eyes. I'm your host, AAA. Welcome back, y'all. Happy Wednesday. Hope you've had a great week. Mine has been pretty productive, I mean, again, you know? Yeah, I've been busy working and working and then add a little side of work. Um, <laughs> so... As they say over here, I'm on it. <laughs> so Ghana has been a buzz these past few days. Talk about hot topics going on here. Um, so there was a BBC expose on lecturers in a university in Nigeria and then a university in Ghana. Um, who were basically trying to trade sex for grades. Now, now this isn't anything new, but folks are up in arms. And I think what saddened me was a lot of the commentary I was seeing, you know, was sort of in favor of the professors, you know, and I can't talk about Nigeria, but I can talk about Ghana and what I see here. And what was distressing to me was a lot of folks, so Ghanaians in general don't like confrontation. And they kind of approach things with a really, really healthy dose of passive aggressiveness. And so a lot of folks were saying stuff like, well, those girls asked for it. Um, they shouldn't seduce the professors. They, um, you know, just that slut shaming, that blame the victim goal. And I think a lot, a lot of the folks who were um, talking this way, you know, forgot that it isn't okay for a lecturer or a professor or anyone to use their level of power to force someone into a sexual relationship. It's not okay. It's you can't you can't say it's consensual. You know, especially if grades are being exchanged or any other favors are being exchanged for that. I mean, hell. You know, and hmm. I just thought it was absurd how people were supporting these dudes. One of these dudes who was accused apparently even tried to commit suicide. Now, I would, you know, if he's guilty, I mean, I'm sorry, that's too easy of a way out for him. But of course, yes, there is the, po you know, the possibility that he's innocent. But at the same time, if you've been caught on tape, well, that's up for the jury to decide then. But, so this debate, it's not, again, like I said before, it's nothing new. It's not the first time we've heard this. It happens between presidents and aides and, you know, in companies here, it's really, really common. I, I have heard it a lot of times you know, female employees here, you know, are kind of in this position where they are sort of 
they are kind of forced to sleep with their bosses to keep their jobs or to get ahead or to make the money that they need to and you know it's disgusting and somehow society is kind of cool with it you know that dirty old man and the young girl scenario is perfectly fine over here because there's an exchange of money I mean let's call it what it is it's either rape or it's prostitution which is it and for as God-fearing as most of the folks here claim to be I'm really kind of surprised that they don't want this to stop and hmm so as the conversation continues what I don't hear is how can we change the laws to protect the rights of students female students male students whoever finds themselves in this situation and how effective are the universities when someone does come up to file a complaint against such teachers because schools are supposed to be safe zones for learning no one should be putting a tax on your ability to to earn a good grade or your ability to pass on to the next um, level of your schooling it's not okay so I'm sitting back and I'm really curious to see how this plays out even though I kind of know after this week of outrage because it was just the week before last that we were so outraged about children learning about sex um, that you know it'll just get swept under the rug somebody will be called to apologize publicly and then they move on to the next thing and these folks are still in their position still doing what they do so again every you know I'm a firm believer in things continue to happen as long as we allow it to happen and some of these folks need to be held accountable the the laws need to work to help the victims of such situations come forward and we need to stop this whole apology tour you know as much as it's something that's kind of beautiful about the culture here we can't just apologize you can't just be apologizing and not actually changing what needed the apology so I pray as we go forward that we actually address the root of these issues and no one should feel coerced into such a thing and you know to me it's quite personal because you know I I have a, a niece in in university here now and that just makes me angry to know she could po potentially face one of these situations because you know if I found out God help that professor that's all I gotta say because I will have their job and then some it's not okay so while we're talking about things that are not okay I think it's fair to talk about how to say no. 
I love the word no. It's such a beautiful word. It is short, it is sweet, it is concise, and it just stops a whole lot of bullshit, if you can say it. I remember when uh, Megan Trainer came out with her song, My Name Is No, My Number Is No. I was jamming to that song over and over and over because it took me a long time to learn to say no. I'm a people pleaser and I hate disappointing folks. You know, I, I'm one of those people who will go above and beyond if I can help. And what I started to learn as I got older was no good deed goes unpunished. I started to see that the folks I was helping and I was, you know, putting my, you know, putting my neck out for often didn't give a damn. Sometimes didn't even say thank you or it was just so expected because they knew I was going to help and I couldn't help myself that I was being taken for granted, whether it was in a relationship, whether it was with, you know, with friends at work, I started to see those patterns. And then one day it just got too much. And with the help of therapy, God bless therapy. You know, I started to learn that I don't have to always say yes. And it isn't wrong for me to put myself first. There's a funny thing that happens when you start to put yourself first. The people around you who normally use you start to get nervous. They start to get uncomfortable. And they start to sabotage your your mental health because they need you to work in their favor. So when you start to put yourself first, you start to see these guys get really antsy. And some of them even go as far as to, you know, get angry with you, you know, create little fights with you, anything to make you feel bad so you can return to that initial position that they were happy to have you in. Learn to say no. Saying no sometimes is like a gift to yourself. It's like this hidden little, you know, cozy plush blanket that you get to cover yourself with because no one else can do it for you. And there are lots of situations where you should say no. And we often, you know, we often don't feel like we are worthy of saying no because I think a lot of us operate through life um, feeling like perhaps we are bad or we are not good enough. So we've got to keep making up for that. And that's... That's kind of what's underlying, you know, when we are unable to put ourselves first. 
it's that guilt trip that we give ourselves and we are so fantastic at giving that guilt trip we know where to sucker punch ourselves we know where to hit ourselves below the belt and we know how to trigger the right thing in our heads so that we go back and fall into old patterns and essentially doing things that detract from our well-being so here are a few ways to say no my first and my favorite it's quite simple just say no triple a could you come out to my place and help me pack no no i can't there are folks you can hire for that and they would be better at it at any time better than i would ever be and perhaps i just don't feel like going through your old stuff you see how easy that was okay you don't have to say with the amount of snark i had in my voice but it's really a simple no is really really easy you don't even have to give an excuse you know but if you're like me where you start to feel a little guilty you know and the guilt starts to kick up in you <laughs> you you add a little excuse to it or here's another one perhaps you got that dude who just you know who kind of ghosted you or something and just and disappeared and then now a few months later or some of them some of these people wait like a year later and then they're like hi how are you stranger like everything is cool that's when I want you to use this type of no hell no and put it in capital letters that hell no are for people who are just absolutely out of their damn minds and do not deserve to share the same airspace as you okay then then there is the you know the charity no so I call it the charity no because we're all struggling through something in life money is tight if your money isn't tight be happy be blessed a lot of folks are going through it lately now let's say you've got your last I don't know $50 to yourself or your 50 cities to yourself and here comes somebody who oh my god please help me I can't pay my rent they're about to throw me out what can you you know can you help me can you give me whatever 200 can you you know whatever the sad story is and you know darn well that that $50 or 50 cities you are holding is what you need to get through the next week it's what you need to feed yourself to keep your lights on but now this person has come and they just their story is sadder than yours and you want to help you want to help so badly it's hard but this one you have to say no and this no is sort of like when you're in the plane and you have the you know when they do the safety announcement and they always tell you 
put on your face mask first before you help the next person. This is what that this no is. You are putting yourself first because you are already in crisis mode. You are in survival mode. You can't help somebody else when you are already struggling. Yes, you could hand over that $50, but then what happens? Who do you borrow with? Who do you go have that same conversation they just had with you? Who, who steps up to, to help you? And if you're like me, you have a little bit of ego and you're like, I can't put myself in that situation. So you have to say no. Perhaps if you wanted to put yourself out a little bit more to help this person that was in crisis, you can look you can look up ways to help them. Maybe there's a local shelter or something, again, depending on the country, where they could go while they transition. Or perhaps you have room where you want to take them on for a little bit of time. But I caution against that, you know, because sometimes once your friends become your roommates, suddenly you become frenemies. So, again, there... It's a bad situation. Both of y'all are struggling, but it's okay to say no. Then there's another type of no. Let's say you're running a business or you are a student and you've got a customer. Okay, so let me start with the business example. You've got a customer who, let's say your price for whatever you're selling your service is a hundred dollars now you got a customer who comes in who wants to lowball you so they want you to give them that service for let's say sixty dollars because come on now you know the economy is bad and you know you can do better you can you know you can give me a discount but you know how much your cost of businesses you know what you need to break even and that $60 is way too low you're barely getting by as it is you have to say no I'm sorry but this is my price and put your foot down now that customer may huff and puff they might go somewhere else chances are they are not they're just testing you to see how strong your resolve is and they stay put I always say in business matters, not every customer is your customer. So your customer knows the value you bring. So you are allowed to say no. You are allowed to turn away a customer when it doesn't feel right or it doesn't make business sense. Now back to the other example, you're a student. You've been busting your ass, you know, working hard you know, attending classes, doing everything. And then you've got another student who's like, hey, can I borrow your notes? Because they've never show, bothered to show up to class or whatever it is, you know. Now, yes, you could be nice and hand over your notes that you took painstakingly. 
you know, by attending each class, even though you were dead tired, but you still showed up. You could hand over your notes. It's easier. But I would say you can say no. Now, tell them what do you call perhaps they could contact the professor and get the notes they need perhaps they could read the textbook and make their own notes and after they've made their notes you wouldn't mind to compare notes and maybe fill in some of those blanks but you are not handing over your notes because they're yours they are your work they they are written in the way that your brain absorbs them best so say no then another way another time that you might want to say no is let's say Saturday night or Friday night and yes your friends are getting ready, everybody is cute and then some, everybody is hyped to go out tonight, and you are just tired. You want to Netflix and chill with your damn self. You've got a tub of ice cream, some chicken wings, a glass of wine, homemade margaritas, name it, whatever, whatever your poison is. You've got it ready and it's all there waiting for you and your friends are like come on come on let's go let's go party and you're like please no it's okay to say no yes they're gonna make you feel old yes they're gonna tell you you're boring but it's okay to take some downtime. it is perfectly okay to say I don't want to do anything. I don't want to slap on some makeup. I don't want to wear heels that are going to hurt in 30 minutes. I don't want to go stand in a line. I don't want to talk to any random dudes or chicks, whatever you're into. You know, it is totally okay. And I mean, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes the best, best feeling is crawling into bed taking your bra off okay maybe the too too much information that's me but i look forward to the end of the day so i can take off my bra crawl into bed put on a movie and just sip my dubonnet and just be like yes yes there were a hundred other things i could have been doing that were more exciting but sometimes it is just perfect to say no to others and yes to myself. So, I don't know about y'all. I could go on. There are a hundred other ways I could say no. Ooh, here's one more. One more and then I'll, I'll stop. If you ever come across that asshole, and I'm going to use the word asshole, who doesn't take your no for an answer. The mean girl in me says drop kick them. <laughs> Just be firm. Do not give in. Again, now I'm saying this as a general, not if your life depended on it. Those are different circumstances. But let's say you've got one of those lecturers who's like, you know, come, 
come do the thing with me so that I can give you an A. Be smart. Take your phone in the next time you meet him. Put it on record. Record the person, male or female, and put them on blast. Isn't that what social media is here for? Put them on blast and go get you your A. How dare someone try to stand between you and your A or your B or your C. I'm not, I'm not judging what grade level you like to get to. But you make sure you tell them, hell no. And just remember, at the end of the day, you come first. Your mental health comes first. Once you are healthy, you can choose a million and one ways to help other people that are within your means, within your time limits. And what, you know, helping someone else should not feel like a burden. It should, it should bring a little joy to yourself. It's like paying it forward. So if paying it forward is hurting you right now, it's okay to say no. Thank you all for listening in. And I'm looking forward to hearing back from you. And uh, have a great week. And uh, take care. Ciao.